What up, world? What's good? Yeah, it's your boy, the Puerto Rican powerhouse, the Puerto Rican kaiju, the bite for hire, the podcast mercenary himself, Christian Joel Ramos, back at it again with a brand new review. And today, we are going to review on the podcast mercenary show, the Disney Plus Marvel exclusive series, She-Hulk. We are on season one, episode three now, from where we last left off. And the title of episode three is The People versus Emil Blonsky. Now... Emil Blonsky. Why does that name sound familiar? Yes, Abomination from the 2008 Incredible Hulk film. Yes, great movie. Yes, it's still part of the MCU. No, Edward Norton does not exist. Pretty much Mark Ruffalo is Edward Norton. It's just reskinned. Think about it like in Fortnite terms. He just got a new skin, that's all. So, we're here with the shape-shifting elf who's a trickster from uh, Asgard. Her name is... Runa. And much like Loki, she's mischievous, but she's not evil. She's just causing mischief for the sake of mischief, but legality has gotten in the way of things. So this shape-gifting of Runa from Asgard has come down to New Asgard and is causing havoc, and the GLK and H law firm has to counter-sue her. Uh, So Jen goes to prison as... Oh, I forgot why she's being sued. She was impersonating somebody on, I, I guess, a dating app. And I don't know if things got a little bit steamy or whatever you want to call it. That she went on, pretty much she catfished the guy. Like, she used her powers to catfish the guy. So it's identity theft and a, and a bunch of other things. A lot of charges are talking here. Like, real, pr- pretty much you've, you've <laughs> you told the guy you're this, but you're really that. So that was definitely a scare. Woo! Imagine, like, you go to sleep with one woman and wake up another one. What the hell? That's literally uh, a lot of way dark, but you can put the two and two together. So, Jen goes off to prison. Now, why is Jennifer Walters at prison? Good question, everyone. And I'll tell you why she's there. She's going to visit her new client, or soon-to-be client, Emil Blonsky. So, they do the court case on site because, obviously, he's... uh, Mutant-esque, they haven't used the word mutant, but he is a powered being. He was super soldier serum tournament, a giant abomination of a monster creature, right? And they're just it's safer to do it there than a courtroom where she, where he could obviously escape. So they're there starting their case, and it's on site. All the witnesses are there except for their special witness, which is Wong. And Wong is probably doing Wong things. Remember, he is the Sorcerer Supreme, so he's probably on a mission somewhere off in a different dimension, or probably just fighting monsters or demons. So he's going to pop in. He can teleport. He can just show up whenever. But Jen is, like, nervous. Like, can Wong get here? So she's going through her Rolodex of all the witnesses of Emil's uh, behavioral changes over the years in prison. So she's going through her her index. Like, who do we have left until, like, try to stall as much as possible, questioning every person's every little detail. So that way we give Wong enough time to show up for this case, which he promised he would. Uh, So that happens. Uh... You could say hijinks and sue. Uh, so Jen helps out Pug, her associate, with his case with Mr. Bukowski. Uh, who he's dealing with Runa's case where she's the shapeshifter, but she's he's representing her, the one who's suing her. And Bukowski's uh, former friend, or maybe he's a rival, maybe some guy she just knows from her job. Uh, and let's just say he's kind of a slime ball. Let's be honest, that's what he is. And he just goes off Tinder or Hinge or whatever app he uses, Bumble, and just... Sorry, I'm dealing with neighbors honking their horn. They don't know. Shut up. Okay, so anyways. And 
Jen uh, helps Pug with the case. Uh, Emil got parole. He got to prove that they're the whole nice little uh, display in court. And of course, Wong did show up. And my gosh, what kind of a spectacle. This episode was comedy. Pure, like, you build anxiety with, like, is Wong showing up? Like, And then he actually does, and he comes in clutch last minute. But before we get to that, uh, so in the court case, Jen helps Pug. Emil got parole because Jen won the case for her as... Wong showed up, and then Wong is now technically a fugitive because he broke the law in taking out uh, <laughs> Emil to do that underground fight placed back in, uh, where was that? It was somewhere in Asia where Shang-Chi was looking for his sister, right? That, her establishment. And he just like, well, look at the time I gotta go, and he just teleports out. So good luck trying to trying to arrest the Sorcerer Supreme. This guy literally can just escape whenever, wherever. So... This is where Emil finally has a future of being, quote-unquote, part of society. He's no longer allowed to turn into the abomination or his breaking parole in doing so. Uh, so we, we get to the point where some bums steal Asgardian construction equipment as Jen's coming home late at night from her from from work as she's just there walking with her briefcase and on heels and they surround her and attack her and uh, of course she goes all she hulk on them and beats their asses which is great but uh, again it's like four guys against one woman that's just messed up so but she takes them out without breaking a sweat but they were trying to take a blood sample out of her so like okay so these dupes these uh, dopes are working for somebody who wants to do experiments with She-Hulk's blood just like Bruce said in the first couple episodes about hey we have to destroy these samples because Steve was trying to figure out what her chemistry and all the scattering of radiation doing these tests on her we have to destroy these samples they won't be used against us or create other hulks out there so these bums try to use Guardian construction equipment which essentially she's laughing like you guys are using literal like construction equipment to fight me like it's a sword in the hammer or something like so she beats her asses quickly up uh then in court oh lord this is funny in court in the case she was able to prove that uh mr Bukowski is not an example human being and somehow that worked in her case because he his lack of good judgment is the reason why he was easily uh, to believe that he was dating Runa, who was impersonating Magda Stallion. Now listen, I've heard of overconfident men, but if you think your vanilla little ass is gonna con is is gonna <laughs> is gonna go on a date with Magda Stallion, you really are delusional. And he is the guy. Really, is so arrogant. His ego is so big, he cannot see that he is out of his league. And in the court case is Meg Thee Stallion because, of course, it's a fraud case. She was showing up on her music video sets. She was pretending to be Meg Thee Stallion. And I've been like, they got the, hold up, they got the real life Meg Thee Stallion over here. This baddie sitting in, 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 the, in the court case. I'm like, this is this shit for real. Like, this is really happening. This is, yeah, it's really happening. Uh, so at the end, uh, in the end credits, this is the infamous twerk scene that everybody in the internet and Twitter went crazy about. Like, God forbid women twerk or whatever. Like, bro. Wasn't Iron Man literally having a, a strip club in his private jet in Iron Man 1? Didn't he, like, piss in his suit drunk one time in Iron Man 2? Like, come on now. Like, this is just obviously incels online who don't know how to, how to, uh, just are haters. I don't know how else to say this. It's just like, listen, if it's not for you, it's not for you. Just stop being a hater. Like, a lot of these, these internet dweebs do not... They don't leave their basements. They don't leave their apartments. They don't know how to interact with women outside of a freaking Comic-Con. And, and Like, listen... Go outside, have conversations, go and dance with people and just see that 
this is how normal people act in the real world. We're, you get out of your freaking bubble and like explore the world outside of your four walls and your Reddit chats. And that's literally what I love about it. Like the show is like unapologetically just natural. Like, of course, Meg Thee Stallion is going to want to have a twerk off with her new lawyer. Why not? And she's a girl, and she's a young woman too. Like she hogan is a superhero. Who doesn't want to? You know, she's living it up, living this new form, a new body. Let her do, let her do her. So, that being said. Uh, let's see, we're going to take a small commercial break, and actually, I don't even got to take a commercial break, it's been way too fast, let's just move on to the fourth episode, alright, episode four is titled, Is This Not Real Magic? This one was a crazy ass episode, but let's, let's just go on with this, some magician named Donnie Blaze has the ring to teleport, like the ones from the, uh, where, where Doctor Strange and them, uh, <laughs> at the temple, they have these rings to use the magic to open portals to different dimensions, all that stuff. He's using it for cheap parlor tricks at a damn, like, magic show. This guy's definitely a magic school dropout, just David Blaine, David, um, uh, you know, Chris Angel type guy, but he's trying to be cool with what little magic he retained there. So we go in. Oh, man, this guy's weird. It's Donnie Blaze, guys. Teleports a girl to somewhere, like, where she's not supposed to be by accident. Her name is Madison, and with a Y. It's not where you think it is. <laughs> she is lit. I mean, lit, lit, drunk. And he sends her off somewhere. And I'm like, oh, damn. So, in Kathmandu, Nepal, Wong is watching Sopranos. He's catching up with the seasons. I've been there before. And Madison literally just teleports into his bedroom. And she had quite the journey. She had to fight some demons and sell her soul. A bunch of stuff. I'm like, what the? F-? Like, she <laughs> sell her soul. She had to go find a heart of something. It was like a whole side quest. And she's nonchalant. Like, oh, yeah, I do a bunch of stuff. And, and it, none of this shit sobered her up. Like, she's just like a, a badass. She's like, all right, I'm going to just do what I got to do and do this impossible human task for humans, let alone for superheroes. And <laughs> I'm like, yo, this is pure comedy but this is the comedy that i like because it's the kind of like adult swim type comedy you just see uh on tv like it's just okay sure we're gonna go with this over the top humor but it works it literally is so sarcastic but so self-aware it's again it's witty it's smart it's fun it's like okay so we're gonna make family guy jokes in real life cool so Donnie Blaze has been using his sacred magic arts into his magic shows, but because he never signed an NDA when he left the school and got yeah, or a legal binding contract, which Wong says he doesn't have to because magic schools don't have that. It's all like, I guess, handshake deals or whatever. So, you know, it's a matter of uh, discretion. And guess what? Because Wong did not have legal binding paperwork because that's how the American Book of Laws work. And he made a joke of, oh, the Book of Vashansi. Like, no, no, the Books of American Laws, Wong. You gotta, you're, you live in New York. You're binded by the American government here. You have a home in New York City, Manhattan, and you have sued somebody. You got to follow the system. And he's like, oh, damn. So hopefully after his experience, he starts writing up contracts for all of his wizards and, and sorcerers so they don't have the situation ever again because that is hell of embarrassing so it's again it's comedy wong fits in because even though he's an he's a badass it appears in a lot of movies as in cameos he has a lot of those like dry humor bits and this is one of them so that being said we move on here where uh wong's in court and uses madison as a witness to help the case that uh that pretty much she was the victim of donnie blaze right so he sued donnie blaze for 
quote unquote unlawfully using magic and Donnie Blaze came out with his assistant who was like his hype man just this old black dude who's just there like yeah like literally repeating everything he says and then the lawyer he has is I guess a magician as well it's like oh my gosh these guys are all in the same field like you know pretty much they all are helping each other out so they can use what we consider magic but the mystic arts is not just magic it's legitimate quote-unquote magic sorcery witchcraft whatever you want to call it it's legitimate lakey fireballs teleportation flying summoning elements all that stuff and this guy has not been properly trained and it's dangerous for the untrained to try these arts because it can go awry and you'll see why it does uh so while this is all happening she hulk or jen walters well technically jen walters as she hulk goes in a string of bad dates until she has a good guy that actually likes her and he's cool with the doctor he's a good looking dude uh, but Wong interrupts a date because Donnie Blaze has summoned demons by accident when he was trying to pull a quote-unquote rabbit out of a hat. But he, he was trying to, like, every magic trick. Imagine how jaded the audiences are because how can you be wild and by mystified by basic magic shows when real-life mystic arts and real-life superheroes are flying around in alien invasions? Nothing's going to wow you and amaze you. It's going to just seem, like, very mid so he had to use actual magic in the show and it went wrong. And that's where, where he sent Madison somewhere else. But he also brought in and conjured some demons that kept growing and spreading like freaking rabbits. So he needs Juan's help. But Juan's like, uh, I will, but you're going to have to make sure that you never do this again. Pretty much made him, made him agree to stop using the Mystic Arts ever again because it did go wrong. And that's literally what Wong was trying to avoid. So with that being said, <laughs> that's the end of the episode these are very episodic shows by the way this is literally a lot of comedy a lot of humor it ha i mean you can see how fast i'm reviewing them because there's not much to say it's just a lot of humor and i'm giving you the the bullet points of what happens in the episodes and that's it there's it's not that deep it doesn't have to be it's witty though it's not like it's 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 not i don't want to say it's not deep because that's making it seem like it's dumb comedy it doesn't have intelligence no 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 what i mean is it is a procedural similar to the way law and order is or any kind of show but it's also like ally mcbeal where it's self-aware of itself breaking the fourth wall and almost making fun of the situation so it has what i call like vintage 90s comedy but it's still relevant because a lot of stuff are modern day millennial problems like dating your 30s am i right like things like that that are just like tongue-in-cheek humor and i enjoy they go this way and they actually don't hold back on on jokes i'm not even Foul language is minimal, but there is some here where it, where it, it makes sense to use it, but they're not out there just like Deadpool just tossing on F-bombs for the sake of just throwing them out. It's almost like we're going to put it in things where it works and where it fits, and that's how show flows, baby. That's how you do it. You got to make sure that's watchable. So with that being said, that was the end of the episode. Let's move on to the next one. I mean, I don't even need a commercial break. We're like, what, 15 minutes in and I already viewed two? I can do one more. Episode 5 is entitled Mean Green and Straight Poured Into These Jeans. Okay. Uh, She-Hulk by Titania is a new cosmetic line. Apparently, Titania, the villain from the first film where she was a first episode when she was attacking the courtroom and got her punched in the badge, that Titania, she copyrighted She-Hulk's name for She-Hulk could do it. Because She-Hulk really liked the name to begin with, but she never thought someone was gonna steal it and use it. Like, come on now, like who's gonna use She-Hulk? Titania's that bold because she wants all the attention and she's got money and she's got power and she wants respect so this becomes the topic of the episode and yeah it's it's fun it's like again 
more wit, more humor. So Ched, her cousin, walks in, the guy that's a manager at Best Buy now. He's also like a DJ and does a lot of other side jobs. Ched walks in with a bunch of She-Hulk by Titanium products, and he wants her, his cousin, she wants Jen to, like, sign it, like, thinking it's her line. Like, she actually puts this out there, like, hey, cuz, I'm glad you're doing so well. If you can just sign these for my friends, I... Obviously, he's going to try and sell her damn autograph on eBay because we all know that kind of type of person. Even if you're our family, come on. We know exactly what this guy is trying to do. And she's like, that's not my line. They stole my name. Like, oh, damn. Why didn't you thought about the trademark? He's like, why didn't you thought about it first? And then she was looks like an idiot. So it's true. I mean, again, we are dealing with legalities. This is the fun part of the MCU. This show has a lot of mystic stuff, a lot of Marvel movie epicness, but then it jots it down to the real life scenario. Like, wait a minute, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? Like, we're just ignoring basic uh, social norms and, and things you just do because we're so focused on the bigger picture that you forget to do the most simplest of tasks that really work to your benefit, like copywriting a name or like signing NDAs. Like, it almost seems like the they're, they're unaware they're oh yeah i still live in the wor- real world i'm not just this larger than life person of course not not that jenna walters isn't aware of that she knows that listen uh, what is the event because they asked her one of the episodes when uh nikki has brought up like you ever thought about being an adventure and she's like do they have a good health insurance they got a good uh, uh 401k like she's asking legitimate questions but of all these things, she didn't think about copying her name because, again, who's going to use that name? I guess what? Somebody bold enough with an ego big enough was going to do it. So now she's got to fight for a name she doesn't even want to use because people that's what the news called her. It just stuck. So that being said, Nikki talked to Jen about the whole situation, lets her know the info. Um, Alonzo, who is the drip broker, <laughs> that's literally what they call him, is Pug's Plug. And Pug is a sneakerhead who likes to collect shoes. Like most guys, like me, so, like, I like to collect shoes. I want to call myself a sneakerhead, though. I like, I, I'm not going to pay over retail value. I'm just cheap that way. Shoes are expensive enough as it is. But uh, Pug's there, and he's like, I got a guy that can help you out. And then we meet Boba. There's a cafe. This guy, Alonzo, works at Boba. It's like Bo, like beauty. So, but obviously, it's a pun for Boba Tea. And he goes in, and he it's Alonzo's front. Except, of course, he's not doing illegal drugs. He's just serve, uh, selling high-end clothes to high-end clients. So only those who know, who know. So it was a pain in the ass to get seen by, by Alonzo. And they go in, and they try to talk to him, convince him about She-Hulk. They lie that she's in a mentoring training just to get to see this guy. Think of this guy as the Virgil for Marvel. You know, just he's the guy that you get the, the, the real good, like, armor and because he makes not just costumes he doesn't just make fashion he makes functional suits for people so he makes uh, again remember the kingpin suits from the daredevil series where they're covered in like chainmail that's the kind of stuff he does he doesn't just make fashion he makes function and superheroes will pay good money for good quality stuff in this episode you actually get a teaser easter egg whatever you want to call it of one of the client's items of course their identities are protected but uh the assistants are like look clo- close that package I mean, we're trying to protect our employee, our discretion of our clients, and it's the Daredevil helmet, and not just the regular Daredevil helmet from the Daredevil series, the Daredevil helmet from the comic book. That's that mustard yellow, but in this show, it's they tone it down to be more like a bronze yellow. But still, I'm like, yo, Daredevil suit. I know what this means. Daredevil's hinted he's gonna pop in the show, and I, when we get there, we'll get there. But for now, we're not there. So. It's, it's nice little Easter eggs here and there. They toss in the show. Of course, you watch it. You pause it. Like, Wait, hold up. Is this happening? Is this happening? It's a fun show. And 
again, we move on here where Tinsley's assistant, the seamstress, gets working on the wool for for the expanding suit for for Jenna, Jennifer. Jen Walters needs a suit that can fit when she's She-Hulk and shrinks when she's normal, kind of like Super Spanx or whatever you want to call it. So she somehow convinces Alonzo to do it for her because she's a lawyer. She knows how to talk to people. And she's able to get this done. And then it was a whole journey. It was a whole... This guy was sassy. This guy was strong. He's like, I need people with status to wear my stuff. He's like, don't worry. I'm infamous on the news. So she goes to court. Uh, and she has in... This wasn't even her idea. This is actually an idea that her friend... Her paralegal, right? Her paralegal, but also her bestie. Nikki was saying... You were on this dating app as She-Hulk, right? Like, yeah, why is that? She used that to her advantage. She didn't go on a dating app as herself. I mean, she already has that profile. She created one for She-Hulk. So ergo, before She-Hulk was trademarked, this name was already being used. Even though it was on the news, it wasn't trademarked. It was already used as an identity on a dating app, which predated the trademark. And that's where all these exes give their why they didn't work out. It's an embarrassing, like... I guess you can say walk of shame of all the guys she slept with in the last few months. Or I just slept with. She didn't sleep with all of them. But she did go on dates with a lot of these guys and it didn't work out. And you kind of, like, it's it's brutal. You can see why these guys, they have to, under oath, explain why they ghosted her or didn't, they didn't work out. And one of them is uh, David Otunga from uh, WWE alum. And he's also a real-life lawyer, too. So this guy is an actor, uh, ex-pro wrestler. He's jacked as hell. And he's in there and he, a lot of these guys are known, but he's one that I'm like, oh, I remember him and uh, from TV. And I'm like, yo, this is Jennifer Hudson's ex, and he's pretty much playing a sleazier version of himself, where he's like superficial and all that stuff. And after this parade of exes, the judge rules, and she called keeps her name and trademark. And that's the end of this barrage episodes. And let me tell you something: this show is getting good. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna toss one more. We haven't taken a commercial break yet, have we? That's fine. We don't need to. This is a short review. Um, I'll leave the next one to... I'll leave the next few episodes for a different review. But so far, let me just break down what I've seen. I've seen a show that's clever, funny, entertaining, um, full of dry and wacky, zany humor, because it is the context of a woman who's turning to an Amazonian-sized woman with green skin. So self-awareness is key. And the show being self-aware of itself... They don't try to be too serious because it's, again, this is not the Incredible Hulk series with David Banner in the 70s where you're feeling sorry for the Hulk. This Hulk is actually very much happy for himself. He found his his uh, inner peace like with himself. So at this point, this guy's the most zen Bruce, Dr. Bruce Banner there ever is. And he's trying to pass down knowledge to his cousin to protect her from the last 15 years he's dealt trying to like not be the Hulk. And pretty much hide him like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, where Jen is like, listen, I can still be human. Don't worry about it just now. She's just taking it a day at a time. And she's gone through enough of her stuff normally as a human being. And now as a Hulk, she's like, oh, this is just another hiccup. And she's just unfazed. And this is what lawyers are like. They're like, you got to roll the punches as things happen. And again, I can not to justify the toxic behavior online but i can see where some people are like oh this she hulk thing she's smarter than she is like no it's not that she doesn't think that she's she knows better than her cousin even though she acts that way it's almost like a defense mechanism she's gotta act like she has moments of vulnerability very much but you have that competitive nature with your siblings and cousins 
when they, they try to teach you something like I can do this it's just a natural nature like these two are very chummy they've fought with each other they're literally like again she is not afraid of the I mean at the beginning she was but she got over it quick and the fact that she jumped a few steps and she's not a rage monster she's not afraid of this version of herself because she's not a like a werewolf she's self-aware when she's she-hulk she's actually got a job as a she-hulk but she has a lot of job being a she-hulk so but at least she's sentient she's not just some monster she's just a really really tall good-looking woman who happens to be a super powered being not a superhero she doesn't want to take the title yet she does not want to accept that she's like i'm not doing the avengers i'm not doing the rah-rah stuff i'm not saving the world i'm literally just living my life and with more difficulties and that's the way she sees it until we get some super villains i mean to tend to the super villain she's really just like a human who's a bit super powered so she can hang with she hulk but she's very ego driven and very shallow and just all about her beauty products and being the best at everything and god forbid someone takes attention away from herself because she's so driven by her own madness oh my god i have to be she's she's literally the ultimate valley girl with superpowers she's just she she i can't deal with her she's just <laughs> almost a parody of herself like your your socialite uh rich you know i don't want to say kardashian type but i guess you can say like a parasol ish i mean she's a little bit of everything not just not just the kardashian she just has that like I'm this persona, uh, buy my stuff, you know, just buy all my stuff, adore me, give me your, all your adoration, all that stuff. And this is the ultimate, I guess, rival to She-Hulk who's a bit more humble. Like, yes, she's confident now as, as the She-Hulk, but at the same time, she doesn't like try to flex too much with it. She, she's trying to make the best of the situation. That she can't get rid of it. She, her cousin confirmed she can't get rid of me. She hoped so she might as well embrace it. And she did that. And that again, they were in Mexico a few months, so she, or not even a few months, maybe like a month. Enough time for her to reflect on things. She wasn't like superheroes one day and then like put into her life and try to figure it out. She had her cousin as a coach, kind of like a sensei. Like that was her Master Roshi, uh, Master Roshi, I guess Dragon Ball, yeah. That's her, um, Mr. Miyagi, like trying to teach her stuff. But she also has a hyper. Like she has a different personality. Like where Bruce Banner is a introverted person for the most part, who keeps himself. She's extroverted. She's very talkative, and she's very much the people people skills. You gotta have that as a lawyer. Like she has a different personality type, and her DNA is a little different than Bruce's. So even though they share the same blood, the way she's processing the gamma rays is a lot different. Could it be gender based? Maybe it could be. Could it also just be by a random gamble? Because of course his accident was an accident. It wasn't like he tried to create himself in superior. It was trying to, you know, a matter of so many factors. Like she just rolled the right roll dice. Let's put it like that. And she has to deal with half the stuff that Banner did because Banner went rage monster, destroying things. The public enemy number one, and he's trying to protect his cousin from this. Bitch, it seems like she's all set. She has the She-Hulk under control. Could this also be a plot device? Not really, because even the comic books, the She-Hulk character is not exactly like the Hulk character in that aspect that she's not that he's she's not a rage monster where he is. It's more that maybe because now Bruce is at a point where he's already this version of the Hulk, the smart Hulk. That's the version that she got the, the blood got touched right. It got tainted it wasn't when he was rage mode rage mode hulk it was when he was already experienced so maybe it had, that's a factor i don't know i don't know the science behind this i'm just throwing ideas out there what it could be but also 
I'm just spewing utter bullshit right now. This is all just humorous information that, well, yeah, it makes sense, right? Yeah, perfectly. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. I'm just talking to my ass. It's literally what I'm doing. It's, again, just a comedy. This is also the MCU. Like, they explain, but they don't over-explain. So, before I wrap up, I want to give a shout-out to the directors of every show, uh, episode so far. Episode one, Kat Corio. She did the first four episodes. Episode five was Anna Valia. Uh, and we are now at six, seven, eight, nine. Four more episodes left. I could probably do a super review of that of the last four episodes. Uh, let's see the writers though. We got to give the writers there just to Jessica Gao, the creator of She-Hulk, of course, wrote the first script, the first episode, second two, uh, third episode. Screenwriter was Francesca Gailas and Jacqueline J. Giles. Uh, fourth episode was Melissa Hunter. Fifth was Dana Schwartz. And yeah, this has been a good, uh, I, I'm going to say if I review the first four episodes, five out of five. For a comedy, this is like perfect. This show is definitely on the lines of a Goldbergs, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Office. It's again, Ally McBeal meets Deadpool. Like it's such a good show. I'm glad my friend called it that. Giuseppe, shout out to you. That was an excellent explanation of the series. And again... This is millennial humor. If you're a millennial, even a Gen Xer, some of these topics you'll understand. Maybe a Gen Zer, but I feel like Gen Z is a little different than us. Like they're not so caught up on the dating cycle and they're very much trying to change the world. Which is not a bad thing. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying they're more like driven to being more woke and kind of like trying to figure the world out and make it a better place where millennials are kind of like, oh, the world's kind of screwed. We accepted it. Now we're just dealing with accepting <laughs> what it is. So that means we're counting on you, Gen Z. You're the ones who are going to, no pressure. You're the ones who are going to make this place a better place for all of us. Uh, but yes, so that being said, five out of five, humor is awesome. The writing is great. Of course, you got the creators of the shows behind this, like creator of the comics behind us. Like it, the showrunner is amazing. I am loving this series and I can't wait to see if another season pops up. But that being said, I'll be back soon to review the final four episodes and I'll probably do it in one edition as well. And that being said, I'm done. Peace out. Have a great time, everyone. Keep watching the great stuff out there. So many dream streaming services, so many shows to catch up on. Once I finish this, you'll know what I'll do next. That being said, I'm out. Have to take care. Peace.